0: Welcome, in. I'm so glad you made us part of your day. I'm Tony Moore, expert food and beverage headhunter, semi-professional podcaster, and I interview the best heads in business to bring you all the important trends shaping the $6 trillion food and beverage industry. My totally awesome brands featured here take us deep into the world of sustainability and the plant-based food movement, the up-and-coming CBD and good-for-you categories. How about the purpose and mission-based companies striving to make real change in our world? They're here too. The latest in food tech. You want to learn how to build a brand, maybe scale a brand? I've got you covered. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on LinkedIn. Stay tuned. You know, I love unique pairings, and I have to say my next guests are about as unique as the brand that they both co-founded, Left Lane Pepper Company. So John Stetch was the, now, first of all, people say they, they're they like an, an executive from the automotive industry. People kind of throw that term out a little bit. Um, John actually is or was um just to give you a little bit of a background here. That's why I say this is kind of a unique pairing. We've got a former CEO, managing director of Daimler Chry- Chrysler for Egypt, was then the CEO for Fiat in Russia, VP strategy Volvo, and now the chief Chipotle officer. I, By the way, I just love that. <laughs> I, I just love the little, uh, you know, not serious seriousness of that of that title. And his co-founder, Bernadette, or as we affectionately call her, Bernie, Bernie Domingo, uh, she also brings this unique project management, uh, interior designing, real, all the creative skills, uh, extensive international traveler, bringing in all these different, you know, flavors from, from all over the world. They've come together and they've created something in an industry you guys have never worked
1: That's right.
0: What were you thinking?
2: Well, you know, when your favorite restaurant with your favorite hot sauce closes for COVID for four months, you do the only logical possible thing. You start a company to make hot sauce.
0: (laughs) I think there have been more food companies started because what you wanted, you just couldn't get. So I just, so by the way, you had sent me some samples and I don't often get samples before I get a chance to, you know, talk to my guest. And I work in a company where I know people love sauce. So I brought it into the office and they just happened to have ordered the right kind of dish. And I had all four out on the table. And I told everybody about Left Lane Pepper Company. And I said, just try these. And tell me what you think. By the time that meal was over, literally, we had gone, we literally used half of oh. all the bottles.
1: Good. That sounds great. And
0: I looked over at my CEO and he was sweating. And because he could not stop eating the uh, mango jalapeno. Yeah, that's, so that's absolutely that's delicious. Well, and what I thought was really clever, and I know you guys can't see this, but um, when, you, when you guys, you know, order and kind of check this out, you'll notice uh, the old um, gear shift box. And you could see, you know, like first gear is light, you know, and as you go up second, third, fourth, fifth, it gets hotter. So this one, we looked at it, it was like, this is like fifth gear, guys. So get ready. So anyway, tell me about this brand. Well,
2: I've, as you uh, mentioned, uh, Tony, I've I've spent a long time in the automotive industry and it's what I know. And when we looked out at all the different hot sauce brands and how they present themselves on the market, um, we, we realized that it's often about burning out your your mouth, your front end or or even burning out your back end as as the the concept to the branding. And uh, and we decided we wanted to do something different because we we wanted to focus on on flavor and we wanted to focus on the heat as well and the color and the consistency, uh the whole appearance of the sauces. And if you think about it, cars are the same. Right. A car is a balance of power and it's a balance of styling. It's a balance of comfort and it's a balance of convenience. It's, you know, if you if you have too much of one thing, then the car is a a very specific car. But there's always some form of balance there and we want it to strike a balance with our brand.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking if a car had nothing but, you know, raw horsepower, it doesn't give you quite the same experience, right? Because you're 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 not being held properly in the seats. You know, you're you're being flung around. I, it kind of makes sense that you would build a balanced, you know, product. And, you know, and when I said that um, he was sweating, it's because literally they ate half the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I had some pita bread and I just kind of sopped some up and tried it, and I was like, you know, this isn't bad. And everyone kind of looked at me and they were watching waiting, and then it kind of came in there at the end. So that was the the genesis of this, is that you guys just couldn't find your – I mean, there's a lot of things we couldn't find. You couldn't find toilet paper. You didn't go out and create a toilet paper company.
2: That's true. That's true, but we, we won't <laughs> tell you about other creative solutions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this combination of bringing in your, your automotive background with the naming, the labeling – You know, where do you kind of see this
1: brand going? Well, we'd like to see it out in the stores more. Um, We're slowly trying to reach out to small gourmet stores. So we're starting off there. Um, We're also going to some hot sauce reviewers. There's a, a community on Instagram and it seems like it's a small community, but, you know, there's you can kind of see who reviews what hot sauces. So we've reached out to a few of them. And then also we're hoping in the future that we could uh, hot sauces could um, be almost a corporate gift for car manufacturers. So uh, we are talking to some manufacturers right now and try and in hopes that it could be a gift, a corporate gift for for whatever purpose they would like to use it for. But. Um, and we would customize it for them. So it's our sauce, our flavor, but then we'll customize it to our client, our the car company.
0: I love that because that was literally not even knowing that when I sat down with everybody, the other portion of my business, we're an automotive staff. Uh, we do so food and beverage, but the other half is we do automotive staffing and every year they they're giving out, you know, wines and chocolates. And I was like, guys, look at this. So this is, this makes more sense until you're all your automotive clients, you know. So um, really clever. Well, so, but I'm kind of curious though, both of you have such a different kind of corporate ex, uh, background of experiences. So how are you guys coming together? How is that working? I'm kind of curious. I said, it's a unique pairing. So let's tell me more about that.
1: Well, we both work from home, so we're literally six feet apart, so, <laughs> so we can work, we can have random conversations, just random, um, I just thought of something quickly, let me run that by you, that's, that's helpful, but I think we complement each other, um, John has really good business skills, not that I don't, but he's really good at that, and yeah. Um, I'm good at calling people, calling them back, making sure they reply (laughs) Um, because I'm I'm on the construction and design side. I'm always calling contractors. Where are you? We need to make out dates. Um, I'm always following up. So where he's good at one thing, I'm good at something else. So we complement each other well.
0: So from the business side, John, what are the challenges, what are the obstacles that you're finding not really coming from the food industry? You've already designed something, right? You've come up with something. It tastes really good, right? Cool labeling and such, but now what's the, what's the hurdle that you're finding?
2: Well, the the very first hurdle was just to understand um, about Food requirements. Um, you know what? What? What do you have? I know about automotive safety requirements, but I didn't know anything about food requirements when we started in, in the in the beginning. And so both of us had to take a, a really a crash course to understand how we can safely bring this delicious product to our to our customers. And then we also looked at how to scale the business. We we what we didn't really want to do. Everyone asked us are you going to just go and sell at farmer's markets? And we said, well, no, that's not the ambition. The ambition is actually to be much more scalable. So we built this as an e-commerce platform um, originally. Uh, We partnered with a company that helps us with fulfillment. So we have a a really robust um, ordering system and and shipping process set up. Um, We have uh, custom-designed our packaging uh, that's at a very high level with regards to our branding. I think you've you've seen that yourself, um, and we we've built this in a scalable way. The the barcodes that we selected are actually internationally recognized barcodes uh, in the GTIN. Uh, uh, sphere so that we are actually, without changing our labels, would be ready for, for export when the time comes. So everything was thought about in a way that we're prepared for the future, and we could scale from here without having to start from scratch and reinventing something because we didn't think of it before.
0: So when you launch into this um, e-commerce space, Bernie, what's what do you find is working better than, say, some of the other... Techniques that maybe you've heard others do, or that you've tried.
1: Well, we're doing kind of what other companies are doing: going on social media, uh, word of mouth, just our professional, um, our professional contacts. But it is try. It is kind of it is hard to try to reach out to uh, new customers. So uh, we have been doing, you know, some Facebook, Instagram ads. Um, we have talked to, we have talked about trying to expand our customer base, um, maybe trying to get to, to, I forgot the company, but they, they help small companies advertise or put the word out more. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll look into that, but you know, social media is big, but it's also small at the same time. It's hard to And everybody has their favorite hot sauces and trying to get everybody to try something new is can be a little difficult sometimes. But, you know, people are willing to try. That's the the good thing about the hot sauce community.
0: Well, and it's also what's happened as a result of of covid is that your category managers in these different grocery chains, they're used to these types of meetings now where you can meet over Zoom you can have already sent the product out. You can send them any kind of data that you want, so you don't have to necessarily do the roadshow, which was kind of common, which is what was happening. Um, so I do think you have that going for you at least in your and your product. I think is a little bit lighter, right? You're not you're not dealing with um, you know larger bulk bulker, bulkier items because look, a sampling program really adds up. Yes,
1: right.
0: Yeah we,
2: and, and as Bernie alluded to, we, we developed our customer base really in these concentric rings. So we, we wanted to test out all of our e-commerce and, and our delivery systems, all of this. So we, we started with the smallest circle when we when we revealed and opened the store with a, a soft launch, if you want to call it that. And then we just kept growing out concentrically. Um, you know, starting to have conversations with a variety of different retail outlets, um, you know, working together with reviewers and, and, and starting to grow out and and gaining uh, momentum. But I think, um, it's, it's a challenge, right? Because you have, you have more than 600 different brands on the market. Uh,
0: it's, yeah. Tell us more about this category. I, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a fascinating space. If you go into the grocery store, I find sometimes your generic grocery stores don't have that breadth, but then you get out to some of those regional areas and it's like, oh my God, these aren't in the store, but they're all these different flavors. So tell us a little bit more about this category. If it's, is it, it seems kind of fragmented.
2: It's, it's extraordinarily fragmented. So you have um, es- estimated between one and $1. $1.5 billion sales of hot, in the hot sauce category in the United States. And you have more than 600 brands, probably even more, uh, they're, they're difficult to measure simply because you have the, the large brands which exist in the, in the grocery store, the ones that everybody is familiar with. Then you start to get into the specialty shops where they're one tier down. They're not quite as famous. They don't sell in grocery stores. But but the people who are into hot sauces, they, know, they all know those brands. And then it fragments further where you get into the space where we are currently located, which is um, more of an e-commerce platform with, with the, you know, trying to move up to that next level in, in the shops. And then you have the, the local grassroots, um, part of the, um, part of the market, which is, uh, the home brewers who are able to then sell only on, uh, farm markets because they're not licensed and they don't meet the requirements to sell on a, on a national basis. So it's extremely fragmented and, and you do have to figure out how do you stand out and what is your exact position in that market?
0: Yeah. So that is kind of a, an interesting question. How, how do you compete? How do you stand out? You've got a background in, in sales and marketing and kind of cutting through the noise. So I guess, you know, with Bernie, your, you know, creativity and his understanding of business, I guess you were trying to figure this Rubik's cube out, right. Of getting it in front of people and having them put it on the shelf.
1: Right. Um, Oh, I just forgot the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe uh, lay off the hot sauce over there. I
1: know, yeah, I can smell it.
0: <laughs> I know. I bet you do. So, d- just out of curiosity, d- uh, before we yeah, before I restate the question, did y'all like experiment in the kitchen? Was that kind of where it started? In there?
1: Oh, we ha- we had to. We had to. Uh, like John, like John mentioned before, our favorite little restaurant closed. So. They had given us the ingredients to the one hot sauce that we liked, and we did go and try to make it at home. We bought the the dried pe- the arbol peppers, try to make it ourselves, and then um, then we kept making it. We go, like, oh, let's try a different hot sauce, and then when we got to the point where we decided we wanted to make hot sauces. We made samples, we mailed, mailed them to all our friends. We had QR codes so that they could fill out a survey for us.
0: That's and, pretty clever.
1: And then give us their comments, if it was too light, too hot, um, too sweet, sour. Just there were, multi, there were probably like 20 questions that they had to answer. And then every time we got a batch of responses, we updated the recipe and, so- and until we finalized.
0: You, you just brought something up because I've been having this discussion with one of my other uh, consultants about a, a sampling project. Did you find that it was challenging to find enough people to sample or were you, did you have enough people that you could do it? Or would it, would it have been helpful if someone came to you and said, we've got 50 to 100 people literally in your demographic. Would that have something like that would have been interesting to you?
2: At, at that time, we, we didn't use quite so many uh, samples. Um, you know, one of the things is that this is taste. Th- this is all subjective. So you could send the same sauce to five people, and one says it's too hot, and one says it's not even a hot sauce. They said it's baby food because there's I can barely you know get the,
0: get the spice. I can promise you they didn't try the mango jalapeno. That is not baby food.
2: So, so we, did, we did use the, the testing and, and we tried to figure out what were the, the messages in between the data, right? So because you do have this subjectivity. Um, and at the end of the day, we used it as a guide to us, but we, we were the decision makers at the end. And, and I think you have to love your own product when you go to market because you have to stand behind it. And we ultimately made what we like, what we like to eat. You know, we, we do eat our own hot sauces. Yes, we sample competitors, but, but we also love to eat our own hot sauces.
0: Well, it made sense. I mean, we were just talking about Bernie traveling everywhere. So probably relied pre- pretty heavily on your palate to kind of suss out, hey, this is you know, going to work.
1: Well, some countries don't even like spicy food. So that's the other thing. I would go to the local grocery stores and just kind of walk through, see what spices they have. And sometimes it's hard because they don't eat spicy food. Um, Is it Brazil? They don't.
2: Only in the uh, north.
1: Up in the north of some countries just.
2: They don't like
0: spice.
1: They don't like spice. They like like flavor, but they don't like a lot of heat. So there's um, a balance there. So we keep saying that we have heat and flavor. Um, Well, that did help you
0: though, in terms of your, your marketing to be able to say that, as you mentioned at the top, John, you know, you didn't want to burn people out all the way through the process of, of enjoying something. Well, the question I had asked was really, how are you cutting through the noise, given your background in marketing and such? What, what are you attempting or trying? What seems to be working?
2: We are um, we're, we're trying to to punch a little bit above our weight. So if you do go to our website, um, you will find that it's it's pretty well developed. Uh, we we keep the content up to date on the website. We also keep ourselves very content rich in all of our social media on Instagram, on Facebook, and also on LinkedIn. Um, we we are very consistent with our messaging. It's it's always about driving and hot sauce. And cars, um, so so we, we we try to build that that community, that interest level that looks very very different than than what some of the other competitors that we're in uh, in the market are, are doing. Right, a lot of the the startups, if you go to the websites, this, the websites, in my opinion, are, are really underdeveloped. There's a shop, um, there's a little paragraph about the founder, but but that's it. You don't get a feeling for what is the branding, and and we believe. That because there are more than 600 hot sauce brands out there, that the brand is really everything that you have, right? You have to have a quality product, um, but the brand is what you have and you have to really build up the brand so that it can stand on its own feet. And, and that's what we focus on. We Our branding is, is
0: consistent through and through. Well, I would also say, though, it's interesting because you have paired this so closely with automotive enthusiast, that really that in and of itself is what is helping you cut through the noise. Cause most of the time when I go in and I do look at these sauces and believe me, now that I've, I've tried yours, you know, I'm looking now I go and I look to see, and typically it is just heat, right? That's right. what they promote is heat or they, they have, um, they show flames <laughs> uh, maybe a skull. Right. It's like, I'm thinking, you know, that's like, I don't, I can't really see that on my food. It's hard for me to imagine how I'm going to pair that and use it in something delicious. But when you kind of break out of that just straight heat, then you can start thinking culinary. Right. Uh, Exactly. And, you know, look, after a long time in the auto
2: industry, uh, I I tend to shy away from flames because flames and automotive, (laughs) the the, the legal team, the legal teams always, you know, wanted to keep those topics apart. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, we we focus on the on the journey. We focus on on, you know, it's 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 going places. It's it's trying new foods by by traveling and and traveling by cars is for us the, the preferred way.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you've got a lot of runway with this because of your background in the automotive space and your kind of your own creative, you know, style that that you've put to this. It really does seem like there's so many, you know, car enthusiast clubs and of course, not just mention those, but then all just the um the little specialty stores. It seems like you're going to have enough, you know, ramp to get into the retail. So, are are you guys I know in beverage it's called, you know, co-packing or a bottler. So, um, is that, um, you know, how is that relationship developing for you guys now?
1: Well, we were going to go use this co-packer, um, to produce our hot sauces last year, but we ran into labor issues like most companies. Uh, they kept pushing us out just because they just didn't have enough, uh, staff available. And we probably weren't on the the top of their, their list, but, um, then we ended up, I quickly looked online, was searching hard for a, a shared kitchen where we could make our hot sauces ourselves and the shared kitchens have to be certified. Um, they're commercial kitchens, so they're not just in someone's basement. So we ended up producing, literally producing our own hot sauces. We had to, I had to call the suppliers, get all the ingredients uh, delivered to, uh, it was up in, it was a place called Nelson Farms up in upstate New York. And we got all the supplies sent there and our bottles we had to send there. And they walked us through how to use a commercial kitchen. And, a true startup and cook out hot sauces. So it was actually a really good experience. So
0: I bet it was, you got to learn, you could see, and you could understand, you know, what you're going to be looking for when you do eventually, you know, go to a pack or whatever the situation is now, you know, kind of coming out of that, I could see where that would definitely
1: right. oh, yeah, it benefit you. Definitely a good experience. Yeah. And
2: beside the labor shortages, the other issue we had was just securing the supplies the, the glass bottles—it's almost impossible to find five-ounce glass bottles that are typically used for hot sauces. And Bernie happened to find a supplier on the West Coast, and we paid the extra expense to freight them to the East Coast because there were none here. Um, simply that we would have this have the supply when the when the production would start.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's added an, another layer of. Expense. Well, I think it's a great, um, I think it's a great concept and I think, um, people need to go and, you know, kind of check it out on your website. What is the, what's the easiest way to kind of get, get plugged in? I guess it just go to your website and, and, uh, you know, check it out from there and do, and do the e-commerce ordering.
1: That's a place where you can order just on our website. So we, we call it the showroom. Uh, as if you were going walking through a car showroom so we've had to kind of clarify to our our, our base to shop the showroom just because <laughs> or browse the showroom wasn't working so is yeah, to too
0: cheeky you know we want you to click here and buy
1: <laughs> So we had to say shop the showroom and that's where we have all our flavors we have different combinations. Uh, for for customers to try so we hope everybody can find something they'll like and rev up their taste buds
0: yeah no like said, the the the, the four-pack sample that you sent me it had a it to me was a great um a great great selection and i guess do, do you sell other formats i have the four-pack are there other formats you can buy
1: we have the three-pack and we started off with the the low RPM. Which was the jalapeno, the arbol, and the chipotle, and then we have uh, the high RPM, which is the Ch- arbol, chipotle, and habanero, and then you got the four pack, which was the four by four. So they're yes. all still correlated. And then yeah. some people, a few people, have bought the five pack. Where what did we call it? The, the big rig. The big rig. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just think it's 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 so clever, and I know you guys are um, kind of learning as you go. But with your you know consulting and business background, it sounds like you've got the infrastructure that's in place that's going to enable you to scale. Really clever with the international QR codes. I didn't even know that was a thing. I, you just kind of taught us a little something there. Um, and now it's just a matter of uh, chipping away at one point six billion dollar. Uh, marketplace, right? To kind of carve out your own lane.
1: That's right. Absolutely. The left lane. (laughs) The left
0: lane. Again, very clever. Um, Well, this has been fantastic, Bernie and John. I appreciate you guys kind of introducing us to this new um, kind of creative uh, hot sauce company.
1: Thank you for having us on.
2: Yeah,
0: we really appreciate that. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, no, my pleasure. And I definitely encourage folks to to check this out and I'm going to have, um, links to you guys, you know, for LinkedIn and for Instagram so people can come in and and kind of find that, um, uh, as we, as we do wrap up here, are you, are you planning on doing like shows or doing the expos? Can anyone kind of find you at, at those?
1: We're looking into them. Um, we want to, so we will do that. We're also trying to find, Um, like race car type events because we're not really farmers market um, because of the car theme so we're gonna try to look at some we'll just call it it car events whether it's racing or just communities where car enthusiasts come together so we're gonna try to um, get in there and show our products there also.
0: Maybe one day we'll see you on the side of a NASCAR Maybe. <laughs> we'll be the, the one. Left passing. Lane. Yeah.
1: We'll What's that? that. <laughs> we'll be
0: the one passing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> In the left lane. In the left lane. That's awesome. Lloyd, so it's it's great to talk to you guys and thanks for the samples and we will talk to you guys soon. Great. Right. Thank you, Tony. Bye bye.
1: Thanks, Tony.